The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Today's episode is all about getting things done. That's right, productivity. Let's do this. What's up, lifers? I just love you. I am so honored that you're here. And I just want to thank each and every one of you who I know you're busy, but you've taken the time to go to iTunes and leave me a rating and leave me comments and a review. I just want you to know how much it means to me. I read every single one of them. And if I could come to your house and give you a big hug and a kiss, assuming you've brushed your teeth, then I would. But I just, I want you to know that I know you're busy and that's of course why you're listening to today's show. It's all about productivity. So let's get right to it. No more fluff. Let's make this your most productive week ever. And the way we're going to do that is not by creating more hours in the day, but more importantly, figuring out how to make better use of the same hours we all have available to us. You see, it's not about managing time. It's about managing ourselves. And I'm going to share with you some tips and some new habits that you can begin implementing today, like before this podcast even ends, that will dramatically change the way you feel at the end of the day, because that's really what this is about. It's not that I want you to be able to do more. It's not that I expect you to be more productive. It's that I want you to feel a sense of peace when you lay your head down at night or when you're just sitting at the table across from your, your kids or across from your best friend and they're telling you a story and you can actually listen and be present because you've made the best use of your time. You feel productive. You have control of your day and of the things that you're supposed to do, the things you're not supposed to do. And most importantly, that you can connect with the people who mean the most to you. Because Lifers, this podcast series is about life and life is about other people. It's our relationships. We don't live on an island. I don't care how much money you have in your bank account or the car that you drive or the clothes that you wear or the nice watch that's on your wrist. None of that makes a person happy in the long run. What makes us happy which makes us a kinder person, which makes us live a more purpose-driven life is our relationships. And our relationships improve when we improve our ability to be present and to connect with people. So it starts by us waking up each day, and this is a new habit for each of us, is you're going to wake up each day and ask yourself, or I should say remind yourself what your push goal is. Because if you're always thinking about your push goal and then you start moving through your day by taking care of things which move you closer to attaining your push goal, well, then you're that much closer to getting so many other things done. And here's why. Your push goal, and that's a term that I've coined to identify the goal that you have, which makes more or several of the other goals that you have possible. 
So in other words, it's not the most important goal in terms of like your heart and your passion and what's going to make you happy per se, but it's the heaviest weighted goal, meaning it's like the first domino in a line of black dominoes. Just picture a long hallway of dominoes. And that very first domino, once you knock it over, what does it do? It creates a chain reaction that knocks over other dominoes, ultimately leading to the whole row of dominoes getting knocked over. That's the power that your push goal has. So that's why it's important you recognize it might not be the one thing that's like most important to you, but it's the goal that carries the most weight. And let me give you an example. So what might be most important to me is spending more time on vacation with my family. And when I say on vacation, meaning I can just unplug, I don't have to check social media, I don't have to be working on a project or even returning emails. True story, I went nine full days, it's my record, uh, just last month I went nine full days completely off of email. I didn't, I didn't even look at emails once. And the only way that I'm able to do that is if I know I've got the security, the financial security, that my world isn't going to fall apart if I unplug. So in order for me to be present and to take vacation time with my family, that's an important goal for me. That's a really important goal for me. That's a goal that's on my heart. That requires that I place greatest emphasis each day on accomplishing a push goal. And 90% of the time, it's a financially related goal. Now, I clarify that because some people have a really hard time with identifying that they're supposed to wake up each day and think about a financial goal. They just feel like, you know, why money's not that important to me? My family's more important to me. So it feels, I don't know, um, it feels inauthentic to be pursuing a financial goal when I'm saying that my family is so important to me. But you must understand that if we don't take care of the things that have the most weight, then it's less likely that the goals that are really important to us are ever going to be possible because let's face it, people, I mean, the world that we live in requires a lot of the time that we have the money to be able to do these things. So I want you to understand what your push goal, what it means to have a push goal, and then you need to identify your push goal. You do that by creating a list of 10 things you want to have happen in the next year. Okay, go ahead and you know, just know that you're going to do this after the podcast, okay? Because I want you to kind of digest this stuff first, and then we'll do it together. And if if you've lost track of the assignments or in the order that we're supposed to do this, I've included everything for you, kind of a step-by-step process on my show notes. You just go to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. And that's where I've kind of created kind of an outline you can follow along with. But the first step is create a list of 10 goals. Okay. And I don't care what areas of your life you want to set them in. They can be um, spiritual. It can be about your friendships, your relationship with your significant other, your hobbies, your fitness, health, you, you know, your house or the environment that you live in. Maybe it's to get a new car. Maybe it's something that just kind of, you know, it's been on your bucket list and you just want to do this thing. But at least one of your goals needs to specifically relate to creating additional income. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to, to start a new business or to, you know, explode the business that you've already started. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to get a promotion, but it means that one of your goals needs to be financially related. And so for some of you, that might just mean creating a budget. 
so that you're not spending dumb money. When I say dumb money, what I mean is money you really don't have the liberty to spend. It's money that you're spending to make yourself feel good or you've never established a budget for yourself. I just need you to create one goal on your list that relates to improving your financial situation. So maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you've been thinking about starting a business that you could fit into the schedule that works well with your family. Or, or maybe you've already got a business and what you realize is you've just been fiddling. So many other people are killing it. And you're not one of them, but you're spending so much time, it feels like, each day doing, just doing and spinning your wheels. And and so you're going to set a goal for yourself to really figure out what it's going to take to take your business to the next level. Or maybe you have a job, but you don't love it. It doesn't make you wake up in the morning on Monday with butterflies so excited to go to work. So you've always thought about this really cool like way of helping other people and starting your own business. I don't want to even put too many ideas in your head because I bet you already have some great ideas. But you've got to set at least one goal that has specific financial measure. By that, I mean you've got to create a goal that you're going to say, I'm going to either save this amount by this date by doing this, or I am going to um, generate this much income in my business by this date by doing this. So I need you to create as much specificity in that goal as possible and identify that as your push goal. That, my friends, is step one. Now, step two requires that, of course, you do step one, because now that you've identified your push goal, what you'll need to do is create what I call a brain dump or a brainstorming list. And this is really simple, but it it requires you using something you might not have thought about using in a long time, and that's a pencil, a sharpened pencil and a clean piece of paper. Now, I ask you to keep this in a notebook or something that won't get tossed aside or end up in a junk drawer. This is a piece of paper where, yes, you're just going to be doing some brainstorming, but this brainstorming list you will really only have to do once, and it's going to become one of the most important documents that you'll ever create in your own handwriting. It's really, really easy to do. All you're going to do is look at your push goal. So let's say, for example, you've made a goal that you're going to start an online business to create some passive income um, that you can do in the hours you have remaining in the day or while your kids are at school or when you come home from work or maybe even on your lunch hour. Now, once you've done that, it's like, wow, okay, that's that's like a really huge goal. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to do. That's And that's where most people stop but not you. You're going to take out a pen and, I'm sorry, a very well-sharpened pencil. I love for you to do this exercise in pencil. I don't know. There's something so cool about doing this with a sharpened pencil. Don't ask me why, but it works. So you're going to sharpen that pencil, take out a piece of paper, and just brainstorm. Okay, so you want to start a business. What's next? I don't know. Research the different types of businesses you might be interested in. Talk to other people who um, have done this business and, and interview them and find out what it takes from a um, an hour standpoint. And, and then whatever other additional things you would need to do 
to start an online business? Do you need to reserve a domain name and subscribe to Shalene's podcast called Build Your Tribe? And do you need to learn more about social media? Did you like that little plug I slipped in there? And do you need to learn more about social media? And once you've reserved a domain name, then do you have to figure out how to host it and design a website? And and should you learn more about um, doing that yourself or how to outsource it and um, coming up with a business name and talking to your husband or talking to your wife about starting the second business and figuring out more about what it takes to market this type of business and do you need to have a business account and what about a DBA? You see how what I'm saying? There's so many bajillions of things to do, but most people let those things bounce around in their head and turn into a headache and then turn into an obstacle and then turn into a dream unfulfilled or a goal never achieved, but not you. You're going to take a pencil and a piece of paper and just let these thoughts, all of these bajillions of unrelated questions that pop into your head in no particular order. I mean, I don't even care how bizarre the order is. Just write everything down from like, do I need new photos? Should I have my teeth whitened? Do I need to um, get a new computer? Should I get a new phone? Google search, look at other websites that are doing the similar thing. Like there's so, just don't stop. Promise me you'll spend a minimum of 30 minutes and each time you think you've come up with enough questions, look at the things you've written on your list and then ask yourself, okay, could I break this down into five or six additional steps or additional questions? This brainstorming list is so incredibly powerful. The people who make this list are the people who will achieve their push goal. Doesn't matter what your push goal is, you just start by creating a very extensive brain dump. Now, step three is really simple. It's what I call the breakdown. You're just going to take each item on your list. I want you to look at it and say, okay, is this something I could do in 10 minutes? Because if it's not, then you need to break it down further. Let me give you an example. So if one of the items on your list was develop new website, that can't be done in 10 minutes. What could be done in 10 minutes is you could go to, say, godaddy.com, and you could research what domain names are available. That would take 10 minutes. Another 10-minute assignment related to that one task might be to Google search any related business or website that's doing something similar to what it is you want to do and to just look at those sites. And then another 10-minute task would be to research companies that put together a fully mobile responsive website for you on a budget. So you see, rather than taking these really big tasks that seem overwhelming and stop most people, you just keep saying, okay, wow, that's big. What would the first 10 minutes of this task be? Or if I if I took this really big task and just broke it down into 10 or 20 minute assignments, what would that look like? Because that's so doable. Step four is selecting three things, no more than three things. In fact, I would rather you stick to just two things every single day from that list that are doable in 10 minutes or less, okay? So that's why it's so critical, that brain dump that you did, the, that extensive um, research and all of the ideas that popped in your head and all the questions you have and, and all of those things that you realize, gosh, I need to know all of these things or I need to do all of these things in order to accomplish my goal. And you just wrote them all out on one big brainstorming list. That's why that piece of paper is so, so important. So here's a little tip for you. Take a picture of it with your smartphone because you won't lose it. 
if it's on your phone. Now, there's a very good likelihood that you'll lose it if it's a piece of paper. But if we take a picture of it and it's on your smartphone and then you email it to yourself and then you save it to your desktop, now we're creating a digital diary. Now we're creating a trail, a success trail. You won't lose this very important list. And the reason why it's so important is because new habit. Each day, you're going to start your day by looking at that long list, and you will pick just two 10-minute items from that list, and you will start your day each day by tackling those two things. Do you understand? Maybe you don't. In fact, I know you don't until you've tried this, how amazingly fast you knock over that domino when every single day, like just five days a week, Five days a week, you start your day by just doing 10 little 10-minute tasks towards your push goal. You become unstoppable. More importantly, when you finish your day, you won't have that feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't understand. I was busy all day. I never even had a chance to breathe or to eat or to pee or, or to return a phone call, but I don't know what I did. What have I gotten done? I feel s- still so overwhelmed. You won't have that feeling if you force yourself to create this habit of every day starting your day by looking at that list and selecting just two things maximum three never four five or six you know why because that's too much and when you start setting your numbers too high then the stuff you just kind of have to do because you you know you just do you're a parent or you're you know, you're an employee and there's just so much to do and you've got to buy presents for people and you've got to return phone calls and emails and Facebook and blah, blah, blah. All those things that you just have to do, go grocery shopping and take a shower and and pay the bills. Those things don't normally end up on our to-do list. They're just things that we do all day long. And that's why when we finish our day, we often feel so much overwhelmed, like we just didn't get anywhere. But if you just do two things every single day that move you a little closer to your push goal, I promise you, you will become unstoppable. More importantly, you'll feel amazing at the end of your day. You'll actually feel accomplished. Now, step five is to create a system that makes this habit possible. I've learned a lot about habits in just the last couple of years, and and I've been teaching habits and focus and productivity for years. I've even written a book about it. My book, Push, is really just about creating systems and habits that change our lives. But in just the last year, I've learned so much more about habits, and I used to think probably like many of you that you know habit was just something you forced yourself to do. I think I even just said that, like force yourself to do this. But it's more than forcing ourselves to do something. And what we found about habits is that people who have brain injury, like traumatic brain injuries, and they wake up with amnesia and they like don't even recognize their spouse or they don't know their address or even their own name, that the one thing that they hold on to, and this is kind of trippy, is they hold on to their habits. And what we found is that the area of our brain where we store that information is a center that's very closely associated with the feelings of endorphins, like a happy feeling. So for whatever reason, what we do know about habits is that they're not formed simply by just like forcing ourselves to do things. We form habits because of the way that activity makes us feel. You know, it's kind of similar to almost addiction, you know. So rather than 
Like think about brushing your teeth. This is probably the best analogy I can think of. That's a habit that people, even once they wake up from amnesia and they still don't know their own name, they still wake up in the morning and want to brush their teeth. And what we found is it's not because they know it's how they're going to avoid getting cavities or avoiding bad breath. It's there's this very cool sensation that we crave when our teeth are clean. So it's learning to identify a feeling that feels good when we do something and then identifying what triggers the response in us to remember to do it and allowing that trigger to help us remember or crave the sensation that we had when we did something. It's kind of like um, for me when I come home from the gym, I, I teach early morning classes And for years, I thought, well, I'm just in the habit of pulling into my driveway and I sit in my car. I'm like kind of like getting warm after teaching my class. I'm always like freezing. And so I like to sit in my car, even if it's the middle of the summer with the heat turned up because it's early morning and I'm kind of like cold from being sweaty and then cooling down in my car. And I like to sit in my driveway and, you know, in the privacy and the quietness of my car, I like to make my to-do list. And I, I like love doing that. And I always assumed it's just like, I've got good habits and I've just forced myself to do this and I did it for 30 days and now it's a habit. But the more I've learned about habits, the more I realize that when I turn down my street, I see my driveway and it triggers something in me that craves the sensation of peacefulness because that's what I feel when I create my to-do list. And I might only add a couple of items on my to-do list and I, I'll review the, the list that I have for my assistant, Kristen, or I might review a list that I've got going for a virtual assistant. And it's it's not that I've just forced myself to do this. I've, I've, I've since realized that I literally crave the sensation I have when I've finished doing that, which takes me less than 10 or 15 minutes. So identify how you feel those first couple of days when you do this. And the good news is the sooner you start to crave that feeling, the first time you get through making a to-do list with just two items on it and then knowing at the end of the day you did those two things and you feel like so accomplished, start to crave that feeling and then start to identify triggers that make you remember to do that. And those triggers will hopefully help you start to crave the feeling, not necessarily craving the habit, but craving the feeling that the habit generates for you. And and I think that what you will find is it won't take 30 days or 21 days to create this habit. It might only take a couple of days to create this habit. So really identify with the way it makes you feel. Step six is to use an app because, and the reason why I suggest an app, and I know some of you are very much uh, pencil and paper type people, fantastic, but I know that's not where you're keeping your contacts. It's also not how you're communicating with people. You're not like writing people a note and then folding it up into a little tiny square and then saying, please pass this to Johnny. You're using your phone. You're using your phone for just about everything. That's what this whole medium is about, like even podcasting. The reason why it's exploded is because people live on their phones. It's where we do our shopping. It's how we communicate. Um, it's it's how we update each other. It's how we do business. I, I run my business from my phone. So I want you to use the device that's in your hand. It's in your hand, which means so is the power to accomplish so much. 
because it's the thing that you're holding on to. It's the thing that you're thinking about the most. And what you'll start to do is trigger yourself that each time you look at your phone, rather than checking a Facebook update or your text messages, I want you to get in the habit of checking one app. And I want you to download a to-do app. Now, ironically, I've been using the same to-do app for years and years and years. I shouldn't say years and years. Okay, maybe I exaggerate. Four years, three years, three years at least I've been using the same app. And I use an app, I better pull up my phone because I'm not even sure for sure what it's called. It's called, hold on, I'm looking it up, Awesome Note. Yep. And it syncs with Evernote. Are there better to-do apps out there? I'm sure there are. I've downloaded several over the last couple of years. People were like, oh, Shalene, I know you use Awesome Note. I think this one's so much better. That might be so, but until I create my own app, which is on my bucket list, this is just my favorite app. It's really, really simple. I can sync it with uh, my husband. He has the same app and we can then share to-do lists like that we have lists that are just related to an upcoming event. I can share this uh, list. So I have like little folders within it and it allows me to sync those folders with my virtual assistant, with my staff at Team Johnson, uh, with my personal assistant. And it also allows me to keep track of my 10 goals. I just love it. I'm sure that there are other apps out there that will perform just as well for you. I love the simplicity. I like the colors and I love that it syncs with Evernote. So whatever app you decide to use, whether you're an Android or an iPhone user, use an app and then place it on the first page of your phone and then get in the habit. Get in the habit of every time you look at your phone, you stop looking at Instagram or Facebook or text messages, but you first look at the one thing on your phone that is going to change your future. And rather than putting 10 things on your list each day, you'll just place two or three 10-minute tasks that move you closer to your push goal. I've saved the best for last. You're going to get into the habit of asking yourself one question, and it's this. Is this the best use of my time? If you can get in the routine of just measuring whatever it is you're doing against that particular phrase, what you'll find is you tend to stop doing things that are what I call fiddling, and you start to get much more focused, and you start asking yourself if what you're doing is something that should be outsourced doesn't need to be done, if it's something that you're doing simply because you are using it to procrastinate. Like for me, that was laundry. For so many years, I called laundry my destination procrastination. If I felt like there was an impending deadline or something that I like really needed to do, but I didn't want to do it, like I, it just felt too big to even start. I always could turn to laundry to procrastinate because with two kids, my husband and I work out a lot. And so there's like always sweaty mounds of dirty clothes. So I could always say, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to it as soon as, as soon as I get all this laundry sorted and I match up all the socks and I put everything away, which never ends. And the truth of the matter is it wasn't the best use of my time. So that's one of the very first things I ever outsourced is my laundry. And I'm going to share that story with you in another podcast. But learning to outsource my laundry was the very first step in recognizing that there were some things I was doing that didn't make me a better mom, didn't make me a better wife, didn't make me a better person. I was just doing them because my mom did it. And that's what I saw other women doing. 
but it didn't have anything to do with me being a good parent. And it certainly had nothing to do with the best use of my time. I'm not that great at laundry. I like doing laundry. I just don't like folding it and sorting it. It wasn't the best use of my time. So I had to learn to outsource that and let go of it because what was a better use of my time was creating content. Just about everything else in my business, I have learned to let go of, find someone else who eventually, and I say eventually because it is a process, eventually someone will learn to do it way better than I could have ever done it. And learning to let go of those things requires me to routinely, even today, I have to ask myself, is Is this the best use of my time? For example, this podcast. I really, really was excited about doing a podcast because as you can tell, I I love to just talk with you. You know, I mean, I I just love sitting across the table from a friend and just sharing ideas and, and sharing best practices. So I really, really wanted to do a podcast. But in the past, I used to do this program called Car Smart and there were audio programs, you know, very similar to this. But I spent so much time editing them myself because I'd learned to do it. But that's not my core competency. So rather than spending two or three hours editing a 30-minute program, a better use of my time is spending 30 minutes recording a program and then sending it off to somebody else so that they can edit because that's a better use of their time. So get in the habit, get in the routine of asking yourself, is this the best use of my time? Is there someone else who should be doing this, who could be doing this? Should I be doing this at all? Is there something else I should be doing instead of this? And what I had to do, and I hope this helps you, is I I wrote it down on Post-it notes. I put it in places where I procrastinate, like in the laundry room or um, on on my desktop, on my laptop, because I tend to, you know, just like anybody, you know, there's the old, there's the internet. I better shop for some shoes. I better search through some photos of complete strangers on Facebook. Not the best use of my time. And whenever I glance at that little post-it note, it puts me back in check. Lifers, this is going to be your most productive week ever. And I just have a hunch that this might be your most productive month ever. It's why I created my 30-day challenge. I know you've heard me reference it before in this program, but if this program spoke to you today and you'd like a little bit more in-depth and almost a daily accountability to learn this process, that's what my 30-day challenge is all about. It's, you know, you get one little video a day. It goes to your inbox. Um, You know, if you fall behind, it's no big deal. You can just kind of watch those videos. They're short, and you can catch up on them. Like, all in one day, you can watch five of them or ten of them. They're really short, and they're really just meant to help you create these these habits, these these things that help us get more done in less time, not so that we can do more like things, but so we have more time to spend with people that we love and connect and just chill out and go to bed at night without a headache and, you know, maybe even climb into bed feeling so relieved that you can actually like relax and connect with your spouse. If you know what I mean, boom, chicka, bow, wow. That's right. I think that's why people who are married a long time and have kids, they just, you know, they aren't like, you know, shall we say having quote unquote relations because their brains are on overload when they hit their bedrooms. They can't even like relax. So maybe this new habit will help you in your relationships. I got to keep this PG. I know it's a family show. Anyways, lifers, I love you. I adore you. Thank you so much for leaving me reviews on iTunes and sharing this podcast with other people. Until next time, be bold, be blessed. 
be courageous, but most importantly, don't forget to be nice. This episode of The Shalene Show is a special episode brought to you by marketingimpactacademy.com. It's an online school that we open up registration to just once a year. If you want to build a better online business, if you don't want to be a slave to your laptop or your phone or to feel like you're constantly on social media, if you don't want to waste a ton of money developing websites or, or spending money on SEO experts, I invite you to check out marketingimpactacademy.com. And if we have already closed registration by the time you hear this message, don't worry, we'll put you on our list and you'll be first to be notified when we open up registration next year. To learn more and to take advantage of my free teaching videos, go to marketingimpactacademy.com. And of course, I'll include a link in my show notes.